to another episode of All About the Star right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Your host, Dave Sturchio, and I'm here and I'm finally, finally thought out. It was incredibly, incredibly cold in New York slash New Jersey slash MetLife slash Giant Stadium, whatever the heck they're calling it at this point. It, it was cold. And uh, I was there for the beatdown, uh, 21-6. The Dallas Cowboys get the job done. They moved to 10-4. and And because of all the good things that happened around the Dallas Cowboys this week, they have moved to the number two seed in the NFC. As you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are uh, also knowing that it's Wednesday, uh, December 22nd. So therefore, this podcast is actually being recorded on Tuesday at around 4.30 in the afternoon. So therefore, I do not know the Eagles and the Washington football team result. So that could kind of bear, uh, you know, some kind of, it, it can hold some kind of weight as far as if the Washington football team lose against the Philadelphia Eagles, their season is more than likely over. Uh, and I don't know how many guys are going to try it out there on short rest against the Dallas Cowboys for Sunday Night Football, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, again, we got to start off for the, by the fact that I was there at 9.30 in the morning, cracking the first beer. I got the chance to uh, meet a bunch of people. Um, I also went with a you know, couple good friends of mine. We had a great time. Uh, as predicted, I said it was going to be 75% Dallas Cowboy fans. That might be too low. Honestly, that might be too low. It was incredible to see and hear the cheers and the boos that were kind of opposite reactions. Like if the Giants did anything, you heard a lot of boos. And if the Cowboys did something, there would be an, a, a, an abruption of cheers. It was incredible. Just the way I drew it up, just the way I thought it was going to go down. And it went down just like that. 21 to six, they get the win. Now, when you look at this team as a whole or that game as a whole, certain things definitely, you know, glaring, not issues, but just things that stood out to me as far as something that we're going to have to pay attention to down the stretch, right? So we have, obviously, everybody was talking about the slump. Dak Prescott in a slump. Is he in a slump? Is that, that you know, is that a thing anymore? Um, it's hard, for, I, for me, it's hard pressed to think that anybody is in a slump when you have a 10 and 14. I, I it's just for me, it, it's not trying to be a Dak apologist. It's just trying to say like, look, man, we're winning games despite the fact that Dak Prescott hasn't played his best football. You know, he knows it. He's admitted it to the media that he's not playing his best ball. He's not going to call it a slump, but he's not going to say that he's playing all world lights out football because he's not. Um, as far as this game is concerned in particular, you know, they did have a couple short fields. Okay. And that is something that good teams will take advantage of because of the defense causing turnovers, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, Dak Prescott found himself in plus territory right away. And what they do, they cashed in. Zeke Elliott running very strong. He catches in for a touchdown. And then, of course, Dalton Schultz in the back of the end zone, the future uh, tight end number one of the Dallas Cowboys. Dalton Schultz catching a touchdown. And, you know, the rest is history. You know, a couple missed field goals or extra points by Greg Zerline. Definitely, definitely alarming. It's something I just don't want to even deal with down the stretch you know why why do we have to deal with this stuff all the time why can't we have a kicker that's just more reliable than anything else um but i guess you know it is what it is and uh, you know again you got to take the good with the bad and there was a lot of good to come out of this game the defense still playing out of control good okay more turnovers yes is it the new york giants yes was i expecting this absolutely it, you got the feel right away that Mike Glennon was in for a long day, right? And then they brought in Jake from State Farm, and he he 
he kind of, you know, kind of diced us up a little bit down the stretch with a lot of garbage yards. But as I said on another podcast involving the Dallas Cowboys, I said, you know, look at their stats. If you take that 70 yards or 60 yards that Jake Fromm came down the field and drove down the field, the other way is like, I think the Dallas Cowboys gave up like 220 yards of offense, you know, on top. I think, I think they just got over three, but that, you know, there's a lot of garbage time, but the defense again held their own the defensive line it's something to be said got guys like demarcus lawrence doesn't get enough burn man i know there's a lot of hype and a lot of praise going around for a comeback story like a randy gregory right and then there's the the greatest story of the nfl right now in, in micah parsons and he's playing out of his mind good right but there's not enough praise going around for demarcus lawrence this guy does it all and i understand that on the stat sheet you see that there's not a lot of sacks, right? You got to stop. You got to get off that. You have to understand that these defensive linemen do other things besides sack the quarterback. Demarcus Lawrence is basically, uh, you know, demanding a double team, right? And even when he does, his play in the run game, Saquon Barkley hasn't fumbled the football in his career, really. I think he's got like two or something like that. He's never lost one. And here comes Demarcus Lawrence and his big paw, and he bounces that thing out you know he punched the crap out of that ball and that's what you're taught and that that these are the extra things that demarcus lawrence brings to the team and that's you know and he again by getting extra tackles and a chip block you're gonna get randy gregory from the other side you're gonna get micah parsons from the inside you're gonna get defensive tackles getting pursuit on these quarterbacks this is what you needed this is what the you know the recipe was to get to mike glennon now i know it's mike glennon and on your schedule Without thinking about, without even blinking, you know the next three quarterbacks or what they are, right? It's the Washington football team in God knows who right now, right? It's all up in the air right now. Could even be Dallas Cowboy legend Garrett Gilbert, okay? It could be him, and then it could be Kyler Murray, and then, well, it's going to be Kyler Murray, barring any kind of injury, and then, of course, that season finale against Jalen Hurts. These are three quarterbacks that can absolutely, absolutely run a little bit. Garrett Gilbert show his wheels against the Pittsburgh Steelers when we had him start that game last year. And obviously we know what Kyler Murray and um and uh Jalen Hurts can do, right? We we've seen it. Those are the quarterbacks that scare me. The pocket guys like a Mike Glennon, like any of these guys, those guys sit back and they try to relax and we're just wreaking havoc. But watching Micah Parsons do what he does every single week, week in and week out, how he just collapses and and fires on all cylinders at all times. I don't know if I'm worried anymore about a Kyler Murray or Jalen Hurts as far as their scrambling ability, right? If you just keep Micah Parsons as a, a somewhat of a spy, right? Just keep your eyes on the quarterback. Maybe they can't make as many plays with their feet, right? And maybe Mike Glennon tried. I don't know. He's not really a scrambler. He's not even a good quarterback, to be honest with you. I just know that Micah Parsons is the kind of guy that will continue to wreak havoc and continue to make everybody around him better. And when I say that, he racks up another sack, right? Demarcus Lawrence with the force fumble, another interception, another one by Trayvon Diggs. This is the first Cowboy with double-digit interceptions since Everson Walls, okay? So this has been a long time since the Dallas Cowboys had a cornerback to do something like this. And it's crazy because we knew last year when we had Trayvon Diggs, because newsflash, he's not a rookie. He was there last year in the 2020 season when the defense was historically bad. Very, very bad at defense. Couldn't play football. But this is what happens with Trayvon Diggs. It is trial by fire. 
okay? It is go cover the best guy they got and best of luck to you. You know, that's exactly what his reps were. And you have to know that he comes from a competitive uh, background when your brother is one of the elite receivers in football, right? A lot of people, you know, started making comparisons that, or at least predictions that maybe if Dallas did go on a run and they get to the Super Bowl and all of a sudden the Bills kept playing the way they were playing at one point of the season, we were going to see Diggs versus Diggs, right? It doesn't seem like that's going to happen anymore on both sides. I don't know. Maybe Dallas can make a run, but the Buffalo Bills are kind of showing their colors and kind of fraudulent. Um, but again, like this is what we're, you know, what we're graced with is the fact that Trayvon Diggs had himself a test last year. I'm talking guard every single premier number one receiver that the other team was bringing to the table and in turn that made this kid better and now he's a ball hawk and now he's literally going to become I think he's going to become a cornerback that you just don't throw to anymore you just those those numbers will go down organically because I just don't think they're going to throw at him anymore because he's like a wide receiver if that ball is anywhere near him he's taking it himself that's just the way it is and we have not had a cornerback like this since, shit, man, I don't know, Dion maybe, you know, like, and then obviously Everson Walls made a career out of all the interceptions he had, you know, but it's been a long time since we had a, quote, lockdown corner. And while he does give up yards, and I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, he, he's not going to give up any catches whatsoever. There are plays he's susceptible to the big play. Absolutely. But my time, like my money would be on Trayvon Diggs to come down with the ball on a 50-50 ball. That's the special part about this kid. That's the special part that you have when you have him as your cornerback one. And on the other side, it's it's a, a, like a committee effort. You know, it's Anthony Brown. He's doing his thing. Sometimes, you know, he gets, catches a bad rap. That first week against Tampa, it was just brutal. But when you look at this team as a whole and the secondary as a whole, Malik Hooker coming on, Casey coming on, Curse coming on, all of these guys are coming on. Jordan Lewis playing decent football. You know, this defense, now, now that that's, raises the question, just how far – can this defense bring us, right? We don't know that, but I'm going to get into that after the break. And when we come back, we're listen, there's not much to talk about this giant game. We 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 beat their ass just like the we just like we were supposed to. Zeke Elliott ran stronger. Dak Prescott played more accurate. He did have one fumble in which you know, it's a garbage time thing. But you know what? If they would have took advantage of that, there would have been a one score down, which would have made everybody panic in Giant Stadium, uh, including myself. But again, I was too cold to even feel feelings. So I really couldn't really tell you how I was going to feel. Um, but again, lots to talk about. We're putting away the Giants. The Giants season is over. Uh, Daniel Jones out for the year. Like, it's just... It's, it's sad because uh, I have a lot, you know, being on the East Coast and being in New Jersey, you have a lot of Giant fan friends, and you kind of feel bad. You do. You know, I do. You know, I feel bad for the Giant fans because I think that, you know, they deserve at least a, a competitive team, and what they've seen is like four straight 10-loss seasons, I think, or something. They haven't gone over uh, or less than 10 losses since that stupid boat trip that they took. So obviously that, you know, that kind of screwed up everybody. And I don't even know how many guys are left on that team. Uh, cause I know Beckham was the first, you know, diva right in front of everybody. Um, but yeah, the giants are done. It's toast. We put them away. That's exactly what we needed to do. And now in come the Washington football team for a week 16 matchup with the Dallas Cowboys. We're coming back right after this. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, 
AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Janine right now. All right, welcome back to All About the Star right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. We're coming to you live right now as I record from the Flipping Made Easy studio. That's FlippingMadeEasy.com for all things flipping houses, education, learn how to do it. I know I don't know how to do it. That's why I needed FlippingMadeEasy.com to find out because you know what? There's no easier way, no easier way to make money than to flip a house. You just got to learn about it and you just got to, you know, kind of educate yourself a little bit. So now the Dallas Cowboys going into week 16 as their healthiest as they've been in a long time as far as no more COVID. COVID's going to be taken a little lightly uh, going forward in week 16. If you're showing symptoms, then you get tested, then you might be out. But if you're not and you're vaccinated, you are in the ballgame. So there could be, yes, you're listening to me right, there could be players that are COVID positive, whether it be Delta, Omicron, Undercron, Whatever variants are out there, if you're vaccinated, you're going to be able to play the game of football that we all love and enjoy every Sunday. So the list did get a lot bigger for the NFL, but I think that was like their own way to cover it up, saying like, hey, we're still doing our due diligence right before the new protocols, and then they're all going to be returning. Like Travis Kelsey was on the list. I think he's going to come right back. Same thing with Tyreek Hill. Like as long as these guys aren't, you know, coughing and sneezing and dying, uh, you know, they'll be back on the field. Um, Now, as far as this week is concerned, I guess the only thing I can see as being a problem is that uh, Tyron Smith is still unclear, right? As of Tuesday, uh, which is today, out uh, 4 o'clock Central Time, or that was a.m. So this this article just came out. Tyron Smith's status still unclear. They don't know if it's going to be this week or next week or even... Let's sit them out. You know, if they, if they think they can get away, and I read that on bloggingtheboys.com, if they can get away with winning games without him, then sure, this is great. Rest them up for the playoffs. This is the guy we need because I considered Tyron Smith the same kind of guy that like Sean Lee was to the defense at one point. Like when this guy's out, the rest can't function. When Tyron Smith is out, the offense doesn't move as well. And and I will give a shout out to Connor Williams, who made his return to the left guard and played really well. And Zeke looked like he ran a little harder. So, and Tony Pollard was back. Surprisingly, Tony uh, Pollard was back. I truly thought he was going to miss this game. Uh, but that just goes to show you the kind of toughness that we have on this team. And again, when you look at this team as a whole coming into this week against the Washington football team, uh, again, as I record this, I don't even know if Washington won their football game or not, and I don't know if that matters, right? We had them the other week. You know, we brought our benches over there, and look at that. Lo and behold, according to RJ Ochoa of bloggingtheboys.com, the Washington football team are bringing their benches to <laughs> to Philadelphia, which is incredible to me. Like, tell me you want, like, tell me you want to be the Cowboys without telling me you want to be the Cowboys. Like Washington, you guys are so pathetic, it's ridiculous. And you know what? You're coming into our house with a chance for us to win the NFC East with a win by ourselves. We don't take care, you know. We don't have to worry about anything. It is, it is just unbelievable. Uh, that we're in a position that we're in right now, right? The Dallas Cowboys are the two seed right now with a record of 10 and four, and they're still catching crap. I'm at the gym this morning and I'm working out. Before I get into the Washington football team specifics, there's not really many specifics. We just played them. So if you want, you can just go listen to two episodes ago. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little sick and tired 
of, you know, going, you know, I was working out today in the gym and they got a big projection screen. It's usually ESPN or, uh, yeah, it's more or less ESPN. And it's usually like Marcus Spears and uh, a couple of the cast of characters, Dan Orlovsky, which, by the way, solid tweet, bro. He puts out that the Dallas Cowboys are missing Blake Jarwin in the running game. Oh my God! Does it, I just at this point we just we know it's laughable that he doesn't watch any film or the Dallas Cowboys for that matter. So please just shut your mouth. <laughs> like I understand if you at the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to get clicks. I understand that, and I guess that's what your play is. But Jesus Christ, you sound ridiculous. You absolutely sound ridiculous. But the 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 thing I bring up now is the uh, the fact that they're wondering. You know, why are the Dallas Cowboys in in the news as a negative source? The Cowboys are 10 and 4, guys. Like, I don't know who else has to bang you over the head with this idea that the Dallas Cowboys are a win away from winning the NFC East, and they're like maybe two wins away from finishing no less than third, right, in the in the NFC. So why like why do you have to bring up Dak Prescott's slump? Why don't we bring up all the teams, right? All the teams in the NFL that have won Super Bowls, right? In the past, I don't know, uh, 25 years. So I'm going to look that up right now. NFL Super Bowl NFL Super Bowl champions uh list, right? Or look, uh, you know, the Wikipedia stuff because we'll find out exactly you know, who, who was there, right? So you, you got the list of Super Bowls, and I'll go back to, I don't know, I'll go back, we'll, we'll, we'll backtrack, right? So obviously last year, um, the Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay. So then your quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes and, and Tom Brady, right? Fine. Go back to 2019, the 2018 season, Los Angeles Rams. That was Jared Goff, okay? And he stinks at football, okay? And if you want to go farther back than that, the Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton, we all know he stinks. Don't tell me he's good, all right? Then you can go back to 2013. This is the best one of recent memory. Joe Flacco was your quarterback in the Super Bowl, okay? I'll go back to 2011. Eli Manning, not the greatest Super Bowl, not the greatest quarterback you've ever seen throwing the ball. You know this. If you're a Giants fan, then first of all, you should probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Second of all, it's not an argument, okay? Then you can go back to, oh, I don't know. Let's go to 2006. The Chicago Bears, Rex Grossman was your quarterback. 2006, uh, the 2005 season, the Seattle Seahawks, Matt hassle back ladies and gentlemen so this is what i'm talking about the dallas cowboys are in a position right now where they can run with the uh, at least the three seed at the very least will be the four seed right the very least you have Dak prescott he's one of the better quarterbacks in football because he's going through a little bit of a tough time and a tough month you've written off the cowboys as a bad 10 and 4 team that just it just sounds ridiculous and it sounds foolish and it sounds dumb absolutely sounds dumb I'm just, I'm losing my mind over here because, you know, it's one thing for people to just get clicks. And I know that's what a lot of these networks do. ESPN, FS1, all they do is rally you up, right? They want to really, really give you like in the paint and they just really want to take advantage of your vulnerable feelings, right? And, and sometimes, you know what, as of right now, when I'm recording this, yes, I'm triggered. I'm tired of the disrespect for the Dallas Cowboys because everybody, including Stephen A. Smith and all these people, these talking heads on all these networks, you know it, I know it, they know it. Everybody's waiting for the collapse, right? The Dallas Cowboys right now at 10 and 4. They're all waiting for what? They'll lose out so they can finish 10 and 7 and still make the playoffs? Like what are you exactly waiting for? There's going to be a playoff game played in Dallas in January, right? Whether that opponent is the Rams, the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Washington football team, the Eagles, whoever, doesn't matter who it is. 
It's in Dallas. And when it's in Dallas, Dallas will play better, and Dallas will more than likely win that game. If they get a two or a three seed, right, depending if it doesn't go to chalk, right, and it's, it's a, it, there's no reseeding or anything like that, you just move on in the bracket, and the, the higher seed gets the home game, there's a chance that the Cowboys can have another home game if they're the two seed, right? Same thing goes with the NFC Championship. If the number one seed is knocked off by for whatever reason, when you look at the NFC, any team can lose to any team. We saw Aaron Rodgers lose to Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins stinks, okay? That happened. The, you know, and that we're talking about a Kirk Cousins who lost to Cooper Rush. You know, so every team can beat every team. You watched Tom Brady last week because he looked like he's never played quarterback in his life, right? And he's got seven, nine, ten rings, right? It's, it's insane the disrespect that the Dallas Cowboys get because of the fact that their history has shown that they haven't done anything since 95. Well, I'm here to tell you that this year, in this year's playoffs, when they get there, because it's not an if anymore, when they get there and they walk in, this defense will carry them as far as they want. Okay, and by all stretch, by all, you know, by all theories, I would assume that they want to go to the Super Bowl, right? This could be the year. The Dallas Cowboys are putting themselves in a position right now where their offense isn't even clicking and they've won three straight games on the road. Figure that out, folks. Figure that out, because if you can't figure that out, then I don't know what to tell you, because guess what? Nothing's changing this week. And that leads me into my prediction. The Dallas Cowboys will absolutely, without a shout of a doubt, without even a remote thought in my mind, will destroy, not just beat, destroy the Washington football team on Sunday Night Football. This will be your laugher, and I'm not even talking about Atlanta. This will be it. The team will get right. Everybody will play up on Sunday Night Football with a chance in front of the entire world to put the world on notice. They did this against the Rams a couple years ago where people just didn't know what to think about the Dallas Cowboys. This is the game that the Dallas Cowboys put everybody on notice, okay? Because after that, you got the Arizona Cardinals who are reeling right now, who just lost to the Detroit Lions, okay? Keep that energy, Arizona. Keep that energy as you come into AT&T Stadium. And the last time anybody's heard from Kyler Murray, it was like Halloween, okay? And Kyler Murray hasn't had a decent game since his return of his injury. So you can also chalk up the fact that Kyler Murray no longer has his wide receiver one. Are you guys going to jump down his throat like you did Dak Prescott when he lost Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup? Let's see, right? The Dallas Cowboys get this win this week. And they're going to win this game 38-13. 38-13, the Dallas Cowboys run away with this game. They run away with the NFC East, and they're going to start prepping to host a game in January where we get to relax. It's Christmas this week. I know I'm all riled up. Christmas falls on a Saturday. We got Aaron Rodgers hopefully going to lose to the Browns and really start making things interesting. But the Dallas Cowboys will move to 11-4 and after a year that they completely couldn't get out of their own way. Coach of the year, ready? Coach of the year candidate at the very least has to be Mike McCarthy after what he dealt with last year to bring these guys back from the dead everybody wrote them off they had the Washington football team and the New York Giants finishing ahead of the Dallas Cowboys in all of the predictions I read okay we're dominating this division the, the, the people talk about the NFC East sucking yeah they suck everybody sucks except the Dallas Cowboys they're running away with this bad boy i almost really cursed and went on on a limb there but i'm going to keep a pg it is the christmas time it is the season of giving listen guys 
I want to thank you for listening and, and always tuning in every week. The downloads are going up each and every week. The support keeps growing. I'm very, very pumped about it. Please subscribe to the podcast. But even if you don't want to listen to me all the time, you want general sports, you can head on over to the Chop Sports Daily. We go live every single week. Uh, I'm sorry, every single day at 11 o'clock in the morning on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a little bit of love there. Uh, it helps us grow and helps this whole Chop Sports thing get off the ground. And I think we're doing a pretty, pretty good job as we're coming up on the one-year mark of when this you know this whole thing even started. So with that being said, this is Dave Sturchio. This has been another episode of All About the Star right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Tell me how good I am. Tell me how uh, you, know, you look forward to hearing the angelic voice that you hear every single week right here, every Wednesday. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate all the support, all the positive vibes, and I really, really appreciate each and every one of you for downloading this podcast. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Have a very, very Merry Christmas look in the grand scheme of things. Here's the deal, okay? We all love the Dallas Cowboys. We live and die, and we're living and dying on every single move these guys make, right? But at the end of the day, it's all about family. It's all about your friends. It's all about being healthy. Let's do that for Christmas. Let's enjoy the football on Sunday night, and we'll see you guys next week.